0: Brothers and sisters, may the peace that can only come from the one God be upon you. We are here to tell the people that we hear you. You call that radio. You call that radio. Hello and welcome to episode 3 of You Call That Radio Today's episode features the award winning poet Leila Josephine It was recorded a few months ago now It's actually been ages since we actually had this chat But it's still up to date and still as relevant as ever Apart from a couple of things Number one, the show that she talks about, Daddy Drag Did go well So I wasn't sure if it was going to go into the bin or go to the fringe so it is going to the Fringe, so if you enjoy our chat, then you can get tickets for Edinburgh Fringe show in August. Uh, more details online, Leila Josephine, Daddy Drag. So check that out. Also, there's a bit where we talk about how Transmit's not getting enough female artists on it, because they didn't really have any when we recorded it. But just literally today, they've just announced they've got a Queen Touch stage where it's all females in it. So good on them. So we'll kind of retract that a wee bit Well I don't retract it on behalf of Joseph Leila. I don't know how she feels about it all But fair play to transmit They seem to be going in the right direction with that whole thing And uh, Now also What else have I done wrong Yeah I, so Just looking for feedback on the first three episodes Obviously I'm totally new I'm a tourist to this podcast world Give me ten episodes and I'll nail it So I'm, I'm just having fun editing things together And I've been getting some helps from some good people So shout out to all of them. I did thank people in the last episode and I didn't want to thank people because I knew that I'd forget people but I thought it was better to thank some people than no people. So a couple of people that I forgot is Lewis Cannon-Anderson and Stevie Brown who have been helping with the Vox Pop iDents or whatever you call it helping me edit some skits together and stuff. Shout out to The Wise Goldfish who helped put me on this journey by giving me some advice about Ableton and Audacity and stuff like that. And we couldn't do any of this without the patrons. So shoutouts to Amy, Anne, Brendan, Celia, Che, Chris, Ellen, Fiona, Grant, Ian, Jess, John G, John S, Lewis, Lexi, Lindsay, Lorna, Lorna, Mary, Mike, Savannah, Sean, Sean, Susan, 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 and Tom, who have been supporting us. And you can support us on Patreon. Uh, the Mince and Tatties crew's only three dollars a month, which is about two pound forty a month. It works out in Brexit money, uh, or you can go to the Cheeky Pizza crew, which is about ten dollars a month, and it just helps me put back in the show to get proper equipment and spend more time in making this show as good as it I know it can be. So thank you everyone who's been supporting that. I really hope you've enjoyed the first couple episodes on reflection the first one was a bit boring the second one was a bit messy for my liking so hopefully this one can just be a bit more straight up I think it's going to get better every episode so thank you for everyone that's showing the support in this now one other thing that I messed up in the last episode was I was talking about synchronicity and I forgot a few things I was going to talk about so you know some I missed some major points because I kind of get distracted by, by the wee, the hip hop scandal thing that happened but moving on from that remember I was talking about the bad politicians that Tory guy who smoked opium he did that in Iran and then Brother Ali's story was Iran that's one of the synchronicities that I forgot to mention so there I am I'm mentioning it and that takes me nicely into another quick segment of bad excuses from bad politicians because I couldn't ignore this one it's a belter (laughs) bad excuses from my politicians, blame it all on the other persons, bad excuses from my politicians, blame it all on the other persons, I misspoke, I was tired, must have lost the dossiers in the tumble dryer fire, you remember that, look the other way, I'm gonna seek help, or sack my PA, let me be clear, but be very My job, I do whatever it takes Don't call this an apology Direct your questions to another day Expenses out of context, now I'm on my way to be With my family, that's all I've got to say Welcome to another episode of Bad Excuses from Bad Politicians now, this guy is not a politician, but it is a politician answer. I'm just going to read out a little bit of the of the, the story which comes from the mirror. Okay. A driver who told police his car overturned because he swerved to avoid an octopus had taken a cocktail of drugs a court heard. Robert Sh- oh, I'm not going to say his name, sorry. I'm not going to say his name. He mumbled to the police at the scene about various sea creatures being on the road and later pretended to read an imaginary book about hedgehogs. He pleaded guilty to driving while unfit through drugs. Police who attended the scene said he was incoherent and mumbled to them about white bay, octopus and other sea creatures on the road. Shortly after the crash a prankster put up a cutout of an octopus on a stick in a field close to the crash site, which led to some suggestion that the driver may have been telling the truth. But the court heard that the, the suspect was in fact high on drugs at the time. He told officers, it got a bit bumpy for a while. I swear to avoid an octopus. And it's pretty bad out there having to dodge all that white bait. Officers said they found no evidence of an octopus on the road. I mean, how, how much did they search though? I mean, did they actually really search for this octopus and the other sea creatures. All jokes aside, my thoughts on this is, you know, at least he tried. The people that are raging at this guy would be the first to complain if he had hit an octopus and injured an octopus that was crossing the road. The Dundee street poet Mark Richardson has actually been inspired to write a poem about this called Ectopus, Ectopus, sorry. Because Dundee, your, your puss is your face. Ectopus. Which we might play you next week, actually. The DJ Robbie Dargie said they should be squids in. Jennifer McGinley says the mad cat laughs. Adam Marshall says in all seriousness, though, she should never drive while totally bollocks. Imagine the octopus have a hard enough time crossing the road as it is. Owen says he should have legged it. And Stuart Bestie says these puns are cracking. Bad excuse from my politicians blaming all on the other person Somebody just tell me that Gherkins are actually pickled cucumbers. Tell me it's not true. Tell me it's not true. And now it's time for the interview with the award-winning poet Leila Josephine, who is one of my favourite poets. And she just recently decided to do a show that didn't have poetry. It's called Daddy Drag. It's on at Edinburgh Fringe. And she's going to talk a bit about that and loads of other stuff. Now the just before we go into that quickly, it just add us on social media, which is Facebook.com forward slash you call that radio. And there's a YouTube channel there as well. If you want to support what we're doing here, subscribe to patreon.com forward slash you call that radio for bonus material, free stuff. You get her to to the raffle, and you get the warm fuzzy feeling that you're supporting an artist trying to do things. If you can't be bothered with that, then give us a five-star rating if you can be asked. we want this show to be interactive, so you can leave your thoughts, opinions, and questions on any of the shows or anything else by emailing you call that radio at gmail.com. You can tweet us at you call that rad one. Or you can leave us an old-school text message or voicemail on 07840 508 500. Thank you very much for listening. Big up to everyone who's been supporting the first shows, onwards and upwards. Now time for the award-winning poet, Leila Josephine. I'm Frank, and I'm a footy. I'm currently investigating Space Raiders recent price increase, where they say they've got a bigger pack. Now the pack, to me, seems like it is bigger, but I don't know if there's another ten pence of Space Raiders in there. I'll be investigating this exclusively on You Call That Radio. Have you been enjoying any food recently, Frank? No, really. Food's a load of shite recently. I, I still like my spaghetti hoops that's about it. Although I did go to the High Street cafe on High Street and they're putting CBD oil on all your food. If you want, you pay an extra quid and they put CBD oil in your rolling sausage. So I'm out enjoying that. A wee rolling slice with a bit of CBD oil. It's just relaxed, mate. I feel very relaxed. But everything else, shite. Thank you, Frank. Hello there. I am joined today with the award-winning poet, Leila Josephine. Hiya, how you doing? Do you like being called the award-winning poet? Because I noticed that's, your, uh, that's like a kind of extension of your name there. I know,
1: I don't even know where it came from. Like, I won one award um, for my directing of a piece and it's just kind of stuck. It sounds good, but I do get a wee bit cringe when everyone says it. But I also have just got another award but I can't talk about. It. But when I get when I can talk about that, I'll feel less like I'm lying. Because I do too. feel like
0: I'm lying. I think you had another... You had... Did you not win an award for your French show as well?
1: Nah, I didn't win any of them. But I came second in one of them.
0: That's not the way that I remember it. No, so So, so you, you must, someone someone, someone, <laughs> someone, someone, you wanted that very, very...
1: Very cleverly. Well,
0: it's like just like the fact that I, I got, I'm a Scottish Slam championship finalist. Yeah, <laughs> but I know really you see, are. But Nobody sees the finalist as a word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, you, you know all about it because I, I beat you for the first time. I remember. Yeah, you beat, you've put me out the Slam... A couple of times, I think. And then I won
1: middle a very big class.
0: Yeah, yeah, the class line, it was, it was totally rigged. I won it with a, a two line poem, A Muscle Braxant, It's a Muscle Relaxant. But also, one of the best poems to ever come
1: out of Glasgow. Yeah, class,
0: yeah like well, it? that was enough. But it was, I could just tell the crowd were on the side because it, it became well, a no bit Well, no one wanted to do middle class. Middle to class like? versus working class because normally you would just beat me with, I don't know, a poem about abortion or something that I couldn't compete with in, in, a, in a poetry crowd. And it's just somebody sitting there talking about, I don't know, Eric Pickles or something. And everyone, you know, but that was the one I could feel that the crowd were on my side, and it was like, there's no matter what, ho- no matter what, no, no matter like, what I said, it was I was going to win it. So, uh, but if it makes you feel better, I fucked up in the final. I just, I, I had, I don't know what I, I was on. I was what, so wait, busy.
1: Wait, 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 what are you
0: talking about? When I got into the, fi- the, the the slam, the nationals, the yeah. Things, so I, obviously, I was I'm, with you. I think that day. No, no, I, that was in the club. We we were in the class slam. And then this January, I got to the final because it, to oh, so the Scottish the Nationals. Yeah.
1: This January. This then. January, oh, just there, right? Like yeah, and
0: yeah. I just haven't done any kind of spoken word at all. I've been doing more either jackal trade stuff or band stuff to be the gyros. So I've not really been doing my spoken word. And I didn't have time to prepare. And I just, I second guessed myself and tried to play it nice and safe was something that I memorised really well. Yeah. And it was just, it was, I just kind of got nervous as well and I don't normally get that.
1: The thing is, is that the like slams are actual, they're games. Like, I like the way that you do it well is you always just change your poem considering on the person that's yeah. gone before you. So if the person's gone before you does a measurable poem, you do a funny one and you'll automatically get more points and vice versa it's, as well. It's
0: funny you say that because I think that's exactly, I, I tried to do the right thing which was change my poem because, but Liam McCormick was one before me and he did something quite funny and satirical. Yeah. So, the funny and satirical one I had, I just thought, right, I want to change it up to something a bit different. Yeah. And um, I did Triangular Trades and uh, it was just kind of more kind of hip hop style to try and change it completely. But I just, I, I, I think it was the wrong, mis- it was a mistake because the finals isn't a poetry crowd. Normally you're trying to impress the, the poetry judges, mm. but it wasn't. It was people that just like laughing at wee jokes and nothing.
1: It is a bit like that now, like that you know. It's like who can be funnier?
0: Yeah, and I'm actually worried at that. But I tried to be a, like, a professional poet to win the finals yeah. enough. Uh, you just
1: it. can't go in thinking you're going to win. You have to be like, oh, this is an opportunity to do my poem. Well. Did, did
0: you get? You got to the fight. You got to the. Ca- run-up second.
1: Yeah, I came second last year, and then Sam's well just fucking... <laughs> but then he went on. What to an win what
0: intense final! I can imagine.
1: But do you know what? Like. Sam had, like, never won a slam up to that year. And also, because we were such good pals, like, to lose to anyone, like... It was yeah. fine, and then to know that Sam went on to win the world, it's just like I was so tough for him. Yeah, and great. if it had been someone that I hated, I would have been not being able to take <laughs> it so gratefully. But because it was Sam, I was I was into it. it was I great. think that was
0: a brilliant. It's amazing it? that you just got to the final because I think that I think if you ask most people, they would say that you and Sam are probably the best in the country just now.
1: Victoria McNulty as well. Victoria probably.
0: McNulty definitely. Can't yeah. Kevin, no, there's not. We could go no, 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 and no, I'll no, the don't. best ones. I just we're... tried
1: to name all my pals. Yeah,
0: no, there, there, is, there is there is lots of good. I mean, is it, is it would you say is that you are? I mean, I that... I'd say I'd but... say
1: Iona Lee is probably probably the best poet, like poetic wise. Like yeah. I think she's probably one of the best writers. Yeah. And I'd say the rest of us gang are good at writing, but we're also like excellent at performing and I think yeah. like that. That I mean, there's such a good like gang and actually i think because we've all been doing it together for a while we've all learned off each other which is really nice um yeah
0: so is so obviously you're rave reviews for your friend show hopeless which is a poetry yeah. show uh you toured up and down the uk yeah. sell out crowds everyone talking about how you're one of the best poets in the country and now you've made a new show that I've just heard, there's no poetry in it. None,
1: no poetry. Can you talk yeah. me
0: through the thought process in that? I like this. I love stuff like that. Yeah. Why?
1: So, so my new show is called Daddy Drag. And it is a drag show where I am pretending to be lots of different dads in the show to kind of talk about what the archetype of dad is, and um, in in a kind of way of examining my own relationship to my own father so I wrote loads and loads of really shit poetry for months like I've been working on it for nearly two years now and I wrote loads and loads and it was just all pish so (laughs) I took a little bit of time out and decided just to get rid of it all and as soon as I did I was like oh that feels really good actually and just wanted to trust that instinct. So there's words in it and I do a lot of wordplay and my mum's in it and she's talking in a recording. So in loads of ways it is really poetic and it's got lots of spoken words. It's just not got any spoken word in it.
0: Do you, that is it. It, do you find it harder to memorise stuff that's not... I mean, you actually come from a theatre background though. Yeah. So for me, uh, when I try and write something that doesn't rhyme, I, I do. it's a lot harder for me to yeah, memorise yeah, yeah. it.
1: Yeah, I think that, because I don't actually have to speak that much, so so Daddy, so let's call him Daddy, because mm. he's this, like, character, this drag persona that I've invented. Um, deep voice. Yeah, 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 he's got a deep voice, he's kind of speaks like us, but quite more Glaswegian as well, yeah. and he is kind of, like, embarrassing, uh, he's kind of crude, he can be quite misogynistic, um, and he is really fun to play with and he only ever speaks in like four lines so like he's always like right and going like this with his hands yeah. and like he'll repeat that and play with that and then with and like I've got a bit where I'm at the barbecue and I'm like how do you like your meat how would you take your meat and then like going up to the audience and like playing with them and throwing them sausages and all that <laughs> so like it's like it's not that I have to memorize it now it's that I actually have to like sink into like a version of myself that is really quite difficult to access sometimes so it's the memorizing is not the hard bit now it's the bit where i have to be like super present and just like really like i don't know you know how sometimes you do a poem and you feel really alive in it and then sometimes you do a poem and you're like oh i was thinking about dinner i was like Mm -hmm. thinking about my cat or whatever like that's what i have in this new show like there's no access for me to be like drifting away like at every moment because it's not scripted, I have to be like in it, which I think is a new challenge and an exciting one.
0: So uh, when are the first shows that people can see?
1: Mm. So it kicks off in March the 27th to the 30th at the Roxy in um, Edinburgh, and then it'll be at the Fringe as well. And I'm planning to do a tour, if it goes down well. If everyone hates it, I'll just put it in the bin, and go back to hopeless. i like, it's time I want
0: hopeless again. You can't, would you just bin it? Would you do that? Would you just bin it? If it uh, would think, or would you not learn from it and then take it to the fringe anyway?
1: Well, I think, do you ever find that you try and bin stuff but it comes back? Yeah. Like, in a different way. Like, if you look at a poem and you're like, this is shite, and you put it away, but then a couple of months later you go back and be like, oh, but this bit's actually quite a good bit of it. Yeah. I always think that that'll happen, like, it, it'll change. Yeah. Um, I feel a little bit more pressure this time. It feels like, the tricky second album because yeah. with the first show, I was like, I was just like really wanting to prove myself. I was just yeah. like pure like
0: yeah, because there wasn't really any expectation. You? Obviously, yeah, exactly. you'd already established yourself as a as a, a great spoken word poet, but you were you were within the scene. Everyone recognised that, so it's like it wasn't any pressure when exactly. you went to that fringe and you were doing that. You'd done that show independently, yeah. So it's like nobody really would have given you a chance. It's just like most people when they go to the fringe were like. Good luck to them.
1: Yeah, yeah. You kind of
0: crush your fingers and hope they come back okay. Alive. <laughs> yeah, it's not about actually succeeding. Yeah. And then you, you, you um, fake news won an award. That's how I remember it. Fake news. <laughs> you won an yeah. award Is how... I that...
1: literally didn't win an award and I never never. I thought it,
0: it was something like UNICEF or something. No,
1: it was... I, I was long listed for the... Uh, Freedom of Expression uh, Award. That's big. I mean...
0: That is big, though. It sounded big.
1: It sounds big, right? But but also, at the same time, it was the first thing I was ever longlisted for, so I grabbed onto it. And then... But I had other things, like I got second place for the Saboteur's Best Spoken Word Show, and that's a UK-wide thing, so I was chuffed with that. Um, And then I got shortlisted for another award at the Brighton Fringe. So, like, I mean...
0: I don't... It's like the... I got a Salmon nomination and some people thought I won that. A by Salmon saying nomination? A Salmon, no, a Salmon. <laughs> Scottish <laughs> will the musical, A Salmon <laughs> Yeah, no, I got... I, I hear
1: Morrisons and Sainsbury's are <laughs> always fighting for the Salmon
0: <laughs> Yeah, well, I got it. Well, I, I got it nominated but so <laughs> would I win it. So yeah, I yeah, won yeah. it deservedly but yeah. Yeah. sometimes just the award nominations and other people are like, oh, well done. Well, but, I
1: did win an award for this show I directed called Break It. So that's where the award winning comes yeah. from and then... But that was like years and years ago. So, but now I've got this new award that I can't talk about. I'll be able to well, say. Do you know, it know what? You I
0: think about it. When I was in primary school, <laughs> I won a swimming award, and I, I think I was. Uh, I think David Strachan finished second, and I think I beat him. Do you know what? Like, and I, I won, so I'm an award-winning poet. What but also, that it? sounds so
1: salmon, as well. Salmon. Yeah. I mean. yeah, salmon. <laughs> a swimming, that was my salmon a, award. A salmon swimming award. <laughs> the, I but, mean, it, it's, it's a gate, like, as again, like, this world is a bloody game. Like, you write what you can on your bio to like,
0: And yeah. it, do, it, it does work. What's interesting is that it seems to, these things that don't really matter within industry, people sort of slag these awards or whatever, as yeah. if it means nothing. But people outside are a little bubble. They, look, they just see that as success. Yeah. So, like, the one that I always find funny is uh, anyone from a small town will probably back this up This ever played King Tuts. Is no matter what I've achieved. You're listening to Radio Swain, broadcasting on shortwave to North America, primarily for the central and western states and provinces, on 6010 kilohertz. Stay tuned for a half-hour program. Do you or don't you take your beer with you after you have chewed to go into a to minute, a to minute, a particular. In this program. The are the hard stuff. Why government study recommends that Sweden should slash its notoriously high alcohol duties by 40%. Swedish ambassadors for around the world paid a visit to Stockholm. Stop saying that. Stop saying out. that. It's no pay to play. It's... We don't even want to play. It's just pay to... Stay him. Even the bar is nothing, anything at all that I've yeah. ever done nobody's that impressed and then they say, then all of a sudden the world gets out, oh I heard you played King Touch, mate. Yes. Well, well done, I knew you would make it and it's like well, you know, 700 bands a year play King Touch, it's not that difficult.
1: I also think it's weird the things that people jump onto as well, like something that you don't think's that big a deal, people be like, oh my god, that's amazing, like, like I'm working in Dublin once a week at the moment and everyone's like, oh my god, you're working in I'm like, I'm in a school, like <laughs> it's not that exciting.
0: It is quite though, you're jet setting though.
1: Mm. Yeah, I mean,
0: do you like do you like the process of traveling to read or write? Yeah. Or do you just? What do you mean, it? like? Just try. Well, just. Yeah, wait. I was actually yeah. thinking about this. I had to get a commuting. F- commuting actually, I really enjoyed that, which sounds weird, but when after the slam, after my slam, no, the slam-, <laughs> slam, the slam championship failure. The slam.
1: Salmon- slam the slam slam.
0: The slam salmon- slam. <laughs> Slammer. <laughs> <the> salmon- <laughs> slam- after I get beaten, that I had, to- I'd missed two days of my holiday as well, which was raging yeah. a bit, so I had to fly it myself. And it was the first time in ages that I just managed to relax and do a bit of reading and listening yeah. to an audio book. I listened to the, uh, what was the book you used, The audio book you suggested? Uh,
1: the John
0: Runt? Uh, John, the Butterfly Effect? No, no not, not the Butterfly Effect. The other one it is John Runt. Oh,
1: so you've been publicly shamed.
0: Yes, that oh. was the one. Yeah. What did
1: you think of it? I
0: really liked it. Yeah. Really good. Uh, I, I'd seen the TED Talk before, so as soon as you mentioned that, was like, oh, I remember watching the yeah, TED yeah. Talk. Yeah, yeah. And it is really interesting. Yeah. And I could, I could relate to a lot of it. In yeah, fact,
1: feeling in fear constantly well, of getting yeah. pulled up.
0: Well, I've, you know, I've had, um, might do a wee podcast about it soon because I know a few people that have just been, you know, maybe not to the extent as uh, the Ronson book, but, yeah. you know, remember the the band that smashed up Bannermans or did the, the graffiti Bannermans? No, they I were like public yeah. hate figures.
1: Yeah. And I'm going to
0: have her on the podcast soon because they, they got absolutely, like, everyone turned on them. And I mean, the band did graffiti, but the point is that was I don't even know if they did, but everyone you're talking about very mature.
1: Oh, wait, was it the seal thing? No, no, it's oh, sealed, that's, that's a different that thing. Oh, there's that's another one. Yeah, one, yeah. No, that's yeah, yeah. there's
0: another one. Uh, Sealgate.
1: <laughs> oh, I love seals, so yeah. Sad. yeah no,
0: nobody killed the seal, <laughs> nobody <laughs> killed the seal. I don't the seal oh, died of natural causes. I
1: know, and then somebody moved it. I well, remember it, yeah. Yeah,
0: we, yeah, we, we allegedly will we'll maybe do a Sealgate investigation. But this isn't about Sealgate This, this is not. about Layla. <laughs> That's another salmon sama Sealgate. Thing. Okay, right. Give me i give I'll, well, I'll give you c I'll give you c I'll give you a question. Okay. So
1: I'm very aware of it coming across as a wank, but yeah. I feel like when I do these, I'm really worried constantly really about. Wank. Being a wank.
0: You'll be fine. You'll okay. be fine. Uh, I think she was a she, which is a poem you did. And then it just went viral. And then you had like right wing Christians. Trolling you and you—that's publicly shamed. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a nice segue actually because that is basically the same thing, isn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it oh. was, I was publicly shamed, but I also had like a lot of support. Yeah. Like there was a lot of people like defending me on Twitter and stuff, which I think helped.
0: So let's give uh, the listeners a little bit of context of what happened there. Okay, so what the poem was about and stuff.
1: So the poem is about abortion. I wrote it probably nearly like. Seven years ago? No, I can't be right. Five years ago? Five five years ago. And it was about abortion, about an abortion I had, and then put it up online, and it just got grabbed by all these right-wing American sites and it kind of just like exploded overnight. Um and yeah, just it was quite upsetting for a while, and um, quite scary. Um, but but it still happens sometimes, but I feel like I can be a little bit more chill about it now but I don't know what, what how you feel right but there's something and this is kind of like not about the, the trolling and stuff but it's been something I've been thinking about so I'm just gonna talk about it it's like see when you write something if you've written something really personal and time goes past and when you've made a video or a song or whatever that thing stays the same even though you're a totally different person so people now meet me and don't know what I do and look it up they see this video of a bit an abortion that I had like so long ago and they then make all these decisions about me whereas that is potentially too simplistic that poem will never say what I wanted to say maybe It maybe was true very true at the time mm-hmm. but now as like an older woman I would probably write a totally different poem about it yeah like do you find that when you write do you find that it gets quite difficult like yeah there's a permanency about it
0: yeah I mean you could do you could do a sequel
1: well the thing is I've been thinking I don't about think she this. was a she I think,
0: so. I think it was a he well,
1: but also like the face wash poem that I've got right like I've started washing my face yeah. like do I yeah. do a sequel and be yeah. like look guys right, okay
0: I've started washing my face that's we a, that's... need to talk
1: about this like, well, like how how do you like how do you live as a person if you're living in constant hypocrisy
0: yeah well I mean there's a lot of sort of earlier stuff that I wrote that that I wouldn't really do now, mm. uh, and there's
1: any like on albums and stuff. So people yeah, still yeah.
0: So have an, it, yeah. yeah, so it's when oh, just people take it take things the wrong way. Like uh, probably the one that we can't really get away with these days. Is Jeremy Kyle fucked my wife? As a tune, and at the time it was it was all right. It what? was it was I was talking metaphorically about. <laughs> but why would that Day not Tent be okay? Show,
1: I've
0: heard that before. I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it just doesn't. I got. Doesn't age I, I well. Got, it hasn't aged well because, like, one of the lines is "Dear, dear, dream my wife is a slut." Okay. And um,
1: so, well, there's your problem. <laughs> you just have
0: to take that line out. <laughs> well, it was at the time when the the started. There was a bit of a there was a bit of shock value going on there. Okay. I was just like, <laughs> but you know, I was this is a bit this is about like ten years old. This is about ten years ago. I know. And how I, much has I, changed? I, I was I was just coming from a, a scheme, and like I know. I didn't know any arts people. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't know that what that was not politically correct. But what I also is that people think look at that too simplistic. It was actually about uh, daytime television and women's magazines ruining people's brains, yeah. just generally making people insecure. Yeah. So there was actually a, a lot more thought went into it than than the shock value said, but I was kind of hiding behind comedy a lot there, yeah, and short value, and yeah. But you could
1: probably write it again in a more kind of thoughtful way now, in terms of like.
0: No, but I think I think it's the right thing. I mean, it's, it was coming from. I mean, the whole point is the character is bitter and angry, yeah, because his wife's left him for Jeremy Kyle, yeah. So, there, uh, you know, it, it worked
1: it, for the character. Well, I
0: think so. I think that you've got when you're writing for a character, you've got you you should have a little bit of artistic license. But at the same yeah, I time, so. I, I, probably, I, probably wouldn't, I probably wouldn't dare to do that now.
1: Yeah. Well, this is the thing. So do you remember the poem I used to have? You, like, first of all, did you know you gave me my first ever gig ever? No. In air. Do you remember who we did that alternative? Oh,
0: oh. The, oh yeah. Right. Yeah, and
1: now I live in air. All right, so there you go. Um, anyway, so I used to do that poem, Dear Beyonce, do you remember? Yeah. And it used to be about her singing with Jay-Z the lines in Drunken Love about my Ike Turner beating up... Um, tina turner right so i had this poem about it and then i had it for ages doing it for ages and then two times once online and once in real life and like reality reality and once in person to person people were like you do realize that it comes across as you're a white woman taking down a black woman and there was some lines in it that were about beyonce's body and actually i was like as soon as i realized that i was like Oh fuck and took it down and actually have had no regrets about that because actually sometimes you just have to listen to people when they're like this is uh, this is like upsetting and this is how it's reading and actually to be an artist and to be a good artist to be like oh it doesn't matter like that i can live without that and actually write something different and better that yeah. has more room for people to talk and stuff like that so. yeah
0: i mean there's definitely always room to to um... For us all to, to learn and grow, yeah, and and change our opinions. I think it's you've got to be open minded if you want to be a good artist. A
1: hundred percent, and you should and
0: you yeah. should be able to listen to criticism. Although there's obviously that thin line as well where you shouldn't be listening to everybody and every criticism because then mm. you will never get anything done. And if you start letting that voice totally. drive the controls of your brain, then nothing uh, good will ever. You'll just
1: freeze. Where yeah, you the, are. well, it's just
0: gonna be just gonna make boring art. Yeah, so you don't want it to be boring.
1: And I think, but I think, like, with making mistakes and stuff, I think we have to be... And I think that's what John Ronson says as well. It's like, you have to be a little bit... Like, people are allowed to make mistakes, and if they're sorry for those mistakes and then change their ways, then that doesn't mean that we write them off as artists. Yeah. And I think that, actually, there's not that much room for that at the moment.
0: There's not. However, what my experience is, obviously it's a terrible thing when someone does get publicly shamed, mm. but in general, it does seem to tail off. I mean I remember the, the madness of Sealgate. Yeah. And it was like really intentional you know, with scary. But the sun's phoning, yeah. somebody you got your phone number, yeah. you've got the, the Daily Mail taking turn up with paparazzi. Oh my god.
1: You've got like
0: yeah. a, um, everybody who wasn't there having an opinion on something that they've known nothing about. Yeah. All these conspiracy theories of <laughs> the first one the phrase Sealgate truthers. I'm sick of these Sealgate truthers. <laughs> And that was without a hint of irony.
1: I know they don't want to get in the way of a good story. Yeah,
0: aye, and um, but it's just it's that fifteen minutes of rage that um, people, it's people who are at their job that they might hate or whatever, and they're just I just, can't believe this has happened. <laughs> and everyone just so if you happen to be the story that gets shared first thing in the morning before everyone's had their coffee, they said so. Everyone said something really angry, and they've got to stick to their guns. And try and find the evidence that suits their their theory. Yeah. And just get so you don't want but to, your phone
1: burns in your pocket yeah, when those yeah, things are happening. Yeah. Like when you like when I just don't do it anymore. But like when I used to like get involved in these conversations about anything. Yeah. Like you'd put your phone down, you get back to normal life, but it would just be like you yeah. know that messages were coming through all the time, and you just be wanting to check it. And it and it, and, and the thing is, is because it's such a instant kind of thing like you instantly are responding all the time you don't actually have much time for reflection so what happens is you're just like i disagree with this i'm just going to say something i disagree with this i'm going to say and then actually when you read it back you might be like oh fuck Mm. like i don't actually like you know
0: well yeah nobody's actually having a conversation no they're just they're just bullet pointing each other
1: but i think it's less than i don't know if it's just because i'm involved in it less but i do feel like there is less and less online arguments going on
0: i would i would agree there's less online arguments in my life, in
1: my bubble, anyway. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I
0: think that maybe Facebook feeds you if you're an online argument guy, maybe they feed you that yeah, stuff because you react to that. And maybe yeah. if you're not taking the bait, then maybe they don't feed you it as yeah. much.
1: But, but also, like, sometimes I see like I, I got into one quite recently when I saw like this big organization that I'd followed for ages. I think it was like I don't want to say just in case it wasn't that, but it was, like, some feminist kind of online organisation that were talking about trans rights and talking about them really negatively, like, you know, That's trans women aren't potato. women and all that. And and actually, that became a point where I was like, actually, I feel like I need to use my voice in this moment yeah. because you are really fucking wrong.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But, it, it, like, I, I would say no to online arguments than most, but, like, I find it quite hard when it's, like, like, people that are really, like exposed and vulnerable already being you know taken yeah. over by a group that i thought were were like important or oh, yeah. like powerful yeah
0: i, th- I think that i well, i don't i just don't argue online with people yeah. but the only i'd maybe i'd maybe just leave a comment is if somebody that i wrote that i really like genuinely has said something that i think is maybe a little bit
1: when they could reflect well i think yeah. maybe i think
0: that maybe that maybe sometimes put a wee comment to maybe make them think maybe you know well, me, then, maybe yeah. maybe just hear me out but I'm certainly not going to go in a back and forth I'm just going to say it probably starts with I don't want to get in an argument I'm not I don't I don't have time to do that I, yeah yeah life is too short I mean you can't yeah. you can't be arguing with people because I think for a lot of people they've maybe got a maybe they're in a job where they can just argue people online or in their spirit I don't yeah. know I, I, I'm far too busy for yeah. that you know even when I'm not I don't want to be doing that yeah and, yeah uh, so sorry,
1: I totally took that on a
0: that's quick not tangent. It. that's that's absolutely fine. Um now actually just going back to the the female uh, the, the feminist group you're talking about there. An interesting one is transmit lineups just came up and obviously people <laughs> released too many digital ones oh, and it's drones. So funny, isn't it? Uh, I mean I've never seen such a it's like 95% negative. And most people are saying it's shy, most people are saying or some people are saying it's just the same as it was two years ago, which it is. The
1: same two years ago. The uh, same fucking yeah, ten same, years yeah, ago, uh, right?
0: And, uh, and but then some people have said it's sexist. Now this is a this is one that um, I'm very interested in coming from a promoter background. Yeah, it's there's not enough females in the lineup. That's that's a fact.
1: Yeah,
0: and surely they've got enough money where they can afford some some decent level.
1: I just don't think that they think any women artists are good
0: yeah, just, <laughs> do you know what I mean?
1: They're like "Oh, we'll just throw Jess and they'll be happy oh, with yeah. that and you're like Jess is shite but.
0: Well the, the, the new um, thing coming out, well apparently about 100 odd festivals have agreed by 2022 yeah. to have 50% representation over all the festivals and okay. I really don't see I mean it's a great idea I mean I'm all for that as a concept but I don't know how in practice that's actually gonna work as a promoter. because what I see is that there's so many systematic failings in society yeah. and the education system that the reason that there is more guys in festivals is that there is literally more guys and bands and yeah. more. so I don't know what is gonna is it just literally if you've got it's just gonna be some bands that aren't actually that good getting flung in because there's females in well, it. Well, I think or, what you
1: have to think about, I think what you have to think about is the like the gatekeepers so do you know what i mean by gatekeepers somebody that has the opportunities that gives out the opportunities okay so you think about all the the gatekeepers at like radio one or transmit or whatever it is they're probably going to be like businessmen right and businessmen like are probably going to be like drinking and partying with the the guy bands and like there's loads of stuff going on behind the scenes like really high up but also, as you talked about, it is about like getting more young women into music. Like why, they, why do women not go into bands? Because they go into these gig venues that aren't like women friendly. Like they go in and they're told that they can't play their instruments well, that they're only getting opportunities because they're a women. Like all of these different things. And actually it's about, you know, changing that. And, and if you can put 50% women in those opportunities, who's to say that they won't rise to those opportunities and be great? Do you know what I yeah. mean? And actually, it just takes a little bit more work to find the great female talent. It's not like there isn't any. It's not like there's not great non-binary bands. It's not like there's not great... It's just that actually it's much easier to look at the things that are in focus just now that sell money. And, yeah. and you know, sell money. <laughs> <laughs> sell tickets. Um, so I don't know much about the music industry. Like I can't really speak as an expert, but yeah. I definitely know that, you know...
0: I'm not convinced. I'm not convinced.
1: Just, but what well, it'll just, work?
0: Yeah, I, I just don't. I just don't see what I'm I don't. It's. It's. I mean, it, the, what if there If they to do the same thing for like so many working class bands as well, then the working class bands just ask for more money because there's there's, a, there's less of them. So it's just. I'm just trying to see from a totally pragmatic business point of view. Yeah. But it's like if you've got. So you've only got a small percentage of the bands are female. The, the bands that are semi successful can up the price, which is great as well. But for smaller festivals, I don't know how they're gonna be able to keep up with that. And people should be there on on merit alone. And I I, it's, I know it's controversial. I don't
1: believe I don't that's think, true. I don't think I don't yeah.
0: think I don't I don't think it, I don't think it'll work. I just don't see how
1: but also that, like, saying that gets you off the hook for not trying.
0: No, I have I, I do try. I do <laughs> no, try. No, I know you do, but, I like, do. but yeah. see,
1: but, but see, but that's what the businessmen yeah. right at the top will be going, oh, it won't work. Yeah. So that what well, that they, does they, is that allows that allows people just to continue the way they are. Oh, actually, do you know what? There's just not enough female groups. No,
0: I know. I, I'm just, I, it's more of the legislation type you've got to do yeah. it. But, that, but I think it's really good to open the conversation and try and think of ways to do it. Yeah. I'm totally up for that, and, I mean, I'm, I, I'm 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 quite well aware of uh, the the discrepancies and and little things like I've got two girls in my band and having them in the band totally opened my eyes to because obviously in my circle I don't see a lot of misogyny or anything like that and I always thought the 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 sort of i uh, been my wee bubble I was a bit naive about but, but since I've had two females in my band I just see a lot of little things like you know the sound engineer comes up to me and asks me. What the, how the what synth baby, works and yeah. all that when equipment I'm like well ask, ask Jess she's a doctor in music you know what I mean ask her yeah, yeah. it's her instrument or even, even little things where they're not no one's trying to even, even nice sexism and it, if, what I mean by that is like so they're obviously helping someone lift a guitar on the stage or lift an amp on the stage is fine but I've seen them like plug in Joe's bass guitar it's like yeah. she's been a bassist a good, very good bass for a long time. She knows how to plug her bass in, yeah. And one fail that it's just speaking about Jess, uh, who's obviously she, she teaches kids in music. And she says, Up and, all the way up to primary seven, when she's showing them the synths and the digital music stuff, they the, the girls gravitate towards it and they really love playing about with the, all these sort yeah. of instruments. And then something happens when they get to first year where they're no longer interested, and it's the guys who make a, yeah. a beeline for it. So, what's happening, yeah. Uh, what do you think's happening now? I don't know. No. Like,
1: I, like, music is a completely different world to me. Like, I, I can only speak what I know. And I'm doing a project at the moment in schools, and I'm just trying to do the. I've been working in six different schools, and they're coming to my final performance, and I don't have any guys. Yeah. So, like, it works. Like, I don't have any men doing it. It's poetry.
0: Um, it seems like now, I mean, I, I think this is a fairly recent thing, but it does feel like, the women are really doing great because in because they're not
1: allowed to in poetry it's because they're not allowed on the stage to do the band stuff <laughs> <laughs> they're like I better do poetry because no one's letting me pick up a synth yeah no there's... No, a bit, like, I do understand what you mean like there are going to be problems but I, al- I almost think that festivals that are more diverse are going to be better festivals oh no absolutely yeah and um... actually and actually more women will go to the festivals yeah. and more women will... And, like, actually, like, your, your festival is going to be better if you don't have five fucking indie bands playing fucking indie tunes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like Nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But, <laughs> that's what we're talking about, transmit. But, um, but the thing is, is it's like... You you can't just say, Oh, I don't think it's going to work. Because actually, you have to be like, Well, how do we make it work? Yes. It doesn't mean we okay, do workshops yeah. for just women. Does that. It mean that I'll, we.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, I'll totally take that one. Yeah. I, I, was, like, I, was, I was too negative.
1: Yeah, you're too negative. I was too negative, wasn't I? I was being. You were. Sorry, I was being negative. And it's a worry that you have. We and can I we can, that, we, can yeah. we
0: can we can make it work. We, we
1: can. can make it work. We just have to work harder, which yeah. is a fucking ball ache. But. Yeah. you well, just have to put in yeah, yeah, a wee bit more
0: work. Just get. The ed, education system, sort it, out. sort the education system. Yeah. Give us more, more females in bands also, so and bands. But also, what does it mean
1: to be like, okay, cool, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do some workshops for just girls. Do you know that? I don't know if you've the girls, girls
0: rock enough. school who do good work. Yeah, they they things like that. I yeah. think are a great idea because yes, yeah, I think that I think you've hit the nail on the head there. With it's a lot of the the smaller music scene, there is a very there's a lack of females even in the audience. Yeah. So it's probably not the most friendly, welcoming environment. Or, yeah. or, the, or the Scottish hip hop scene as well is can be quite bad yeah. for that. but it's just ninety five percent male.
1: Yeah, but then you've got to ask about like, well, why is it men going into these, you know, these art forms? Like, what is the reason? It's probably because in a lot of art forms, they're not invited in. Do you know what I mean? So
0: well, yeah, I've got, I've got a theory on that one. A um, hot take, if you will. But I think that so, but just the fact is, is that for some reason, something changes in secondary. And I think it's because society—I don't know if it's Instagram these days, or or that's it was women's magazines before—but yeah. women are kind of told look good, look pretty, yeah, and that's almost enough, and to look pretty, yeah, because there's no there's no lack of good female role models. Although there's amazing females doing amazing work, they very rarely get the the magazine entries to to to, to see to something to aspire to. I Meanwhile, well, guys, they've got to they've they've kind of taught they they need to. Um, Get get these get a good job yeah. or get good at an instrument or yeah, yeah. if you want to be successful you need skilled. to work hard at yeah. a, a more skilled based thing so I think that that's maybe what's I, happening there.
1: I when I I looked at like some really interesting stuff. There's a essay called "Throw Like a Girl" and it's all about how. Um, there was this big test done in a high school, and girls up to a certain age would throw overarm, and then they got to a certain age and they'd throw underarm. Um, and we, you know this idea of like throwing badly like a girl, and it's all to do with like women, the male gaze, and because like our system is based on the idea that everything should be from a male gaze so all tv and film have always been with male directors Mm. so therefore we see everything through a male gaze so when we look at a man we see a man when we look at a woman we see a woman pretending to be a woman does that make sense yes so a man drops a plate he's angry a woman drops a plate she's trying to look angry so like there's this kind of like thing so what does it mean like for a woman standing on stage does she have another layer of awareness of being watched and what what she's reading as constantly and and I feel that when I'm performing, I'm like constantly being like, do I come across as a dick? Am I being too middle class? Am I being too shouty? Am I doing this? Am I doing that? Is my hair all right? Like all these things. And and I and I don't know, I've never been in the, the shoes of a man, and I can imagine there's very similar things happening yeah. with a man. But is is that part of it potentially like
0: Yeah, well I what would you say? It's obviously I think insecurities all over the board and um lots yeah, I I of so people so. that when they're on stage. But I mean, at the same time, there's a lot less pressure on a guy on stage to look good. Yeah, doing it. totally. You know, just guys get a, get away with a lot as far as.
1: I, I thought it was interesting what happened in the skinny. Did you see when the skinny wrote about the tenement trail? Yes. Yeah. So I thought that was quite interesting about how they put in the trackies thing. So I thought that instantly became a class thing.
0: Yeah, oh, no, that I they, you it. know. <laughs> All that radio. Essentially, the people have this fear. Hello. Hello, this one, the other one, I've just not been feeling myself recently. I've been doing what I normally do to make myself happy, and that's just taking selfies and posting them on Instagram. But I'm not getting the likes that I crave, or, or I think I deserve. alright. it's okay. It is okay. What you need to do is get a photo from Ray Mandito. Raymond Mandito, Photography by Mandito. Alright, I think I'll do that. Hi, Photography by Mandito. You're right, these selfies are healthy. I'll get him to take a, a, a picture of me walking down the street and I'll upload that Instagram. He can do that, he can do anything. Weddings, gigs, Photography by Mandito. I'm sorry I interrupted you mate, I know it's important, I know what you're saying is important than that, but I just, I just had to interrupt, I just have to, I have to interrupt, I've you never seen The to Matrix, to never, never. why well, not even, No, nah, nah, not even seen it, No, nah, not even, nah, not no the sequels, No, nah, the first one, nah, never seen it. Be aware of the shadows guys, <laughs> sorry.
1: Okay, so this poem is called Sunrises on Kingston Bridge. And I wrote it because I've been thinking about Glasgow since I've moved out of Glasgow. And every time you talk about moving to or from Glasgow, everyone talks about how it's kind of like a party black hole. (laughs) Now, when you're in Glasgow, sometimes it feels like you get sucked into drinking quite a lot. And I was thinking about that, how that was part of our identity and culture and and started thinking about how how it could be quite harmful uh, and the reason it's called Sunrises on the Kingston Bridge is because um I always found myself being like pretty fucked like on the Kingston Bridge in the morning and like going getting a taxi either west or south and like seeing that like such stereotypical Glasgow view um and that feeling of being a bit like <gasps> what you've done that night or what's happened Um, so this is called sunrises on the kingston bridge and this is an exclusive i've not done it before so here we go our pedigree poison only the best cheers to us and fuck the rest sunrises on the kingston bridge watch us try and live ourselves inside out as we get our taxis back from the south Glass towers and cranes, motorways tumble into cobbled lanes, window frames, our city whizzing past as the sun confronts us all about the night before. Our city was built on squares, grown up and taught that nobody cares, the benches in London are playing truth or dare, our city is built like a Rubik's Cube, always taught that we had nothing to lose. Cut in half by the Clyde, half a mile wide and bone deep under bridges people try to sleep how you doing? I'm fine, staying out of trouble seeing double the baby built our bricks oiled our ships, salt and vinegar on our fish and ships Friday night dinners in our tenements with their tenants and close closes the pubs pour onto the streets suits and short skirts in between finger snouts Music leaking out, a taxi driver shouts, here, rain falls horizontal. He's got his Hallmark tonic in hand, full tonto, puddles reflecting the orange light, gutters swallowing the night, gulping at the small seas that lap the pavements. A couple are arguing on the pavement, she's slurring, please don't do this. Arms around arms, people spill out of bars and Barrowlands and stadiums. Zigzag lines, stay to them. Can't remember the concert they waited a fortune for. Tomorrow they'll be ill and sore. Seagulls are perched like CCTV. Picking at kebabs, never could put a finger on what makes us so mad. So many of us never worked out who we wanted to be. Our identity splashed us up, washed us up. Pull your head in and just get fucked. Our city is built on bevy and merchants, but we try not to mention that bit. George Square is phallic and proud, statues stand, everyone a greedy man, watching over as shoppers fill themselves, bulging on Buchanan, weighed down by plastic bags and new shop tags, and carrying around, round bellies home in time for gin and tonic and Corey on the telly. My city is greedy, swollen, gulping, sulking itself into seedy slumber, fat, blubber, all smiles and laughs and lies that people make this city. People drink this city, this city drowns its people. While others beg in empty entrances, hoping that someone will take a proper look at them. Sleeping bag around their knees, dreading winter, watching the ground freeze. Why would I give them money? They'll just spend it on drink and drugs when I could spend it on drink and drugs. And the rich kids in the West, they take the same, but they call it council coke. We're no like the junkies, but they go unannounced, bounce and dance in clubs hitting hands off ceiling, scared their lives have no meaning, the walls are wet with their wishes, hands pulling at their faces, chatting vinyls, failing finals, and doing the same thing every weekend, round and round, patsy at 100 pounds, never searched on the streets, their parents doing what they can to keep their records clean, and the Roma, they sell their flowers, hand to mouth, then mouth, please, my friend, jaw swinging, eyes spinning, turns her back without a word only a plastered smirk on the wall that she's built around herself. The bevy runs right through my city, the veins are the same colour as the bucky, the Clyde mucky, built on violent, stony silence and squares to be solved. Our pedigree poison, only the best cheers to us and fuck the rest. Sunrises on the Kingston Bridge. Watch us try and live ourselves inside out as we get our taxis back south.
0: So what's that called?
1: <laughs> are you joking? I literally said it about five times.
0: You're not looking at me.
1: I know you were focused on the filming. Uh, sunrises on the Kingston Bridge.
0: See, it could have been called Our City.
1: Yeah, it could have been.
0: Or it could have been called...
1: Are you a Tim or are you <laughs> <laughs> No, obviously not. Um, yeah, I've just been so thinking just- a lot because I, li- I don't live in Glasgow anymore. I've been thinking about how Glasgow's so tied up with the drinking to me. And like, actually now I've got an excuse not to be drinking all the time.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, and actually being sober. I see, since i have quit coffee and I feel like I could do anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you've been off the coffee for, for... Oh, two weeks tomorrow. Two weeks.
1: And I'm here to tell you, you should all do the I've,
0: same. I've just got back into it. <laughs> I've, I've actually, I'm telling everyone to get back into it, it's great. Now, I don't really normally bother with coffee that much, apart from emergencies, but...
1: My moods have just been so, I know I was telling you this earlier, but just so mellow. Like, I, I suffer from quite, like, highs and lows, like, a right. lot of the time. Like, I feel quite low... Almost daily, like in about 4pm, like ready for a nap. Just joking. But I think coffee has got something to do with that. And I just never even, I just never even tied anxiety and coffee together, even though people always say that. I feel stupid for not realising yeah, it. Yeah,
0: no, I've, I've been aware of it for, for quite a while. So, because all it takes is just about one extra coffee and then I, I notice it. Yeah. I'm quite aware of the effect it has on me. But I've just done really, just doing a lot, lot of DIY. And I hate DIY, so... I've I just, just been doing my garden. It's been long, garden long, long days and I've just been drinking coffee now. I'm finally a wee bit free from the DIY so I've just got so much stuff to catch up on so I've just been coffee and fags. I've been loving fags again as oh, well. No. Back in at the fags. I not, smoke
1: fags when I'm drinking. Yeah,
0: well, I'm not, day. I'm going to, I'm going to definitely, I'm going to quit the, the smoking again. It just wasn't, that wasn't the right time.
1: Just don't start on those fucking vapes, man.
0: I well, do you know what? Slide vapes all you like, but the first time I quit smoking, I don't know if I would have done it without it. But yeah. then very quickly, I just what I started doing was trying to move the vape for the so I'm drinking when I'm smoking, I would use the vape as a thing
1: yeah, yeah. rather than
0: vaping all week. And then vaping and smoking when you're drinking is just a terrible yeah. thing to do. So yeah, it, it taught me that you could, there is life without cigarettes, but now yeah. it is a bit rubbish, so I don't need it yeah. either. But
1: I'm really bad for eating too much bread, that's my thing. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm addicted to. pizza and bread and that's
0: bad for you as well and
1: sugar and sugar's really bad for you
0: yeah everything's really bad for you
1: this is fucking turning into a really boring conversation I've been
0: very quickly you tried the avocados (laughs) the way. oh
1: fucking yeah Uh, let's go let's go let's go back let's go
0: okay well teaching let's talk about the the other side of you which is the and that's why you're called Leila Josephine isn't it what
1: because it
0: because is that why you did it so you've got a stage name so to hit no, I your... use
1: my stage name in schools and stuff as well because yep. I. uh, uh Layla Josephine happened because of the abortion trolling. Oh, right.
0: Because okay. I
1: changed my second name. So you've known me from the OG. Yeah, so, okay. like, quite a lot of people don't know my second name, which, right. I, you don't say it.
0: Secret information. Secret
1: information. Okay. And, uh, so, the, you, you, can the, you remember it? Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Secret information Secret. for friends only. Yeah, okay. Um, But no, I, I changed it because.
0: I wanted right, to right when American of, Christians were running yeah, for you, and
1: it was a bit scared.
0: Did they help? Did they help promo? Did that must have helped with the promo eventually? Well, yeah, now, now, but let me tell you a story.
1: Let me tell you a story, right? You'll like this story. Do you know who Jodie Pico is? No, she's right. She's this author. That's like she's been on the New York bestseller like ten times with her last ten books. Right? She's she writes these like female stories that are quite like not trashy, but like easy reads. They're always about like something quite political. So she called me out of the blue, like a couple maybe like last year, maybe the year before, being like, "Really want to put your poem at the start of the new the new book, which is all about this, like, um, person shooting up." She's American. Oh, she's Canadian. It's about this person shooting up a Planned Parenthood thing in America, so it's all about abortion. But she wanted to put, I think she was a sheet on it. But then she just fucking disappeared. She patched me. Yeah, I was gonna. I was like, I've made it, like finally, like finally, gonna you know be break it in America. She just completely patched me, books out, number one bestseller in New York,
0: number one bestseller. She was on
1: the fucking phone to me. I was like, I was like, got well, so excited. Well, the she on the wrong list? oh
0: that still counts.
1: No, but do you know that we were like, everything that comes from that poem is actually it does come around, and I, and if nothing had happened other than it had helped women get through that process, then and that's the important thing and I don't want to keep talking
0: about yeah, it no, I can talk about it all the time okay but... no, no worries uh, the fair point I'm just making that as you're talking I know, about no it
1: was me that brought it up so I know it was, <laughs> it was but no, one thing is that
0: they, although you're saying that you think you've, you're a different person from that now Yeah, there's still going to be lots of young women going through that thing yeah, now, they and they it. can totally relate to that so you're it's a yeah. good thing uh, well it is a good thing well done well done. Well, okay salmon so, <laughs>
1: so but what was your question about the teaching right Yeah. yeah okay so
0: okay. how did you get into the, so is it is it is it writing workshops you do? So
1: I do like I offer like quite a lot of different things. It depends on the group. So I've been teaching and facilitating workshops for. I started in second year of uni because we that was a big part of what we did. It was all about like activist art and how you can, you know, help others produce their own work and stuff like that. So I was doing that with like con- contemporary autobiographical. Um, work so, so writing, but also just like performance. And like, I so I first worked in um, platform in Easter House, and um, I worked in Perth, uh, like, I've done lots of things prisons, uh, adults with learning difficulties, young people with learning difficulties, at risk, which is like a horrible way of talking about young people, but the council to talk about them like that sometimes. So, I really love it. I try not to. Talk about it too much, like you're going in and saving people's lives, or you're going in and being like it's the best thing for them and all this. Because I think quite a lot of artists do that and actually think they're God's gift going into these communities. And I, I never want to say that because actually there's only well, so much. If you don't want to say with... it, I'll
0: say it for you. You're changing lives <laughs> no, and making the world a better place. I don't
1: think so because I think there's systematical things that are real challenging and all you are actually doing is going in and giving space for people to be creative and and actually that's that's
0: amazing that no that is
1: and i love and 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 people see it as like i think a lot of artists see it as like a a side job they're like oh my real job is being an artist but you know to make money i teach on the side whereas i see my like my practice is actually working with other people like that that is what i'm probably best at yeah and then actually it's not a side project, it's it's really, it's, it's my job.
0: Have you got any, an inspirational story where something nice happened in the job? Because obviously I'm sure you'll have, yeah. most days will actually be very difficult and challenging. Yeah. But have you got any, anything nice?
1: Um, lots of things happen all the time that are just amazing. And, and actually some people that couldn't answer in class at all, like being able to stand in front of people and speak, like, um, at, um, did you, Lumo's, um, gig, um, film premiere yeah. last weekend, I brought, um, a group of young women that i have been working with, and, but
0: That was a so the first gig, it was it their I first yeah, yeah, oh, so
1: Yeah, so they, so they did four, they did three poems, and they're from, like, you know, they're from Drum Chapel, Clyde Bank, and, like, they've never done it before, one of them had, couldn't, isn't in like regular school, she does have the yeah. timetable because she suffers from anxiety yeah. so much and she got up and did this thing and you know, wow. everyone and and, and actually, how, I, how didn't, was, I didn't make them do that, yeah. That all I did was I made space for yeah. that to happen.
0: You built a stage.
1: I built a stage and yeah. I built, a, and actually to go into workshops and to rather than be like, this is how you do it, ask them, be like, so what do you want to do? And then I actually be led by them and, yeah. that, and that's, I think, that is, that's why I'm not a teacher, that's why I'm a facilitator. I don't yeah. teach, I, I help people do it themselves.
0: Yeah, that's, that's amazing. So what was the, the girl with anxiety? What, was she buzzing after her game? Oh my
1: God, she's amazing. And now she's like, oh, wait, can I do my next one? Like, all <laughs> this, like, she's great. And she's and she's had, like, everyone has a really... It's,
0: it's, a, such, a, it's a, such an amazing thing to do. You know, I've seen, we've been involved in some charity gigs at the bar, so I've seen young people... Like going and playing the bar is the first gig and stuff, and you're like, you're like, wow. you mean shit. It's like, <laughs> I wish I'd had that. Well, I think I think that's a really good way of. Um, I mean, it's all downhill for there, I suppose. But mm. in a way, it's a. Lo- I think there's a lot less because you've got such a big crowd. All want you to do well. It's a lot less yeah. nerve wracking in the ways than
1: doing it in front of a school. because yeah, school or audiences school. are the worst. Man. Yeah, because
0: everyone's smirking. And- I
1: have to. I have to perform in schools all the time, and I'm telling you that I've done. I've done so many gigs, and I'll tell you, speaking in an assembly is the worst.
0: Do you get the giggle? Or do you get heckled?
1: Oh, everything, yeah. everything. I'm, and I, I did hopeless in Craig Miller High, not that long ago. Last show I ever did, yeah. right? So coming off this amazing tour went really well. Going into high school, and there's a girl in the front row on her phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to like, but also you just have to be like, you're just planting seeds. Like, so rather than rather than thinking like, in, like, you just have to lower your expectations. Be like, look, if I'm just exposing them to a different kind. of... Of like art form, or if I am planting a, them a seed to think that actually it might not be so scary to speak in public, and actually I don't even see the results, would, but they get the results. Would you say to
0: say that um, spoken word poetry, especially, is a bit cooler than it was maybe ten or twenty years ago for I mean, the kids?
1: I feel like you get uncool poetry and you get cool poetry. Yeah. And actually, it's the same with music. There's so many different genres. See, some of the stuff that the young people like, though, they like, come in, like, oh, have you seen this? I'm like, oh, God. Um, but, like, you know, it's just like music. Everyone's got tastes, right? Well,
0: like when, when I when I was growing up, there was there was not... All, all I remember was poetry was a thing that just was not for us and it was boring. I never and, felt
1: like it was and, for me um, either.
0: But I, I don't know if it's maybe with the increase in... You know, YouTube, you've got all these quite, um, you know, dramatic American poets who, oh, you know, yeah. caps <laughs> the gasp said it all. Yeah, I that, think it but, was but, an exhale,
1: actually. Yeah, <laughs> I an like, exhale, oh.
0: sorry. Oh, I, but, but do you know what, like, That's obviously a escape gateway. It's like, you know, I, I, like, um, you know when you've got, you like, got, you yeah. got those rubbish pop bands that play with guitars, it's still better that It's I don't a versus, gateway,
1: yeah, yeah. To... I, I feel like I feel like I fall in and out of love with it all the time. Like I see some stuff, like I'll go to a gig that I'm performing at and I'll just be like, I'll, one, not enjoying my performance and not enjoy the gig of watching other people. And then sometimes you get one where you're just like blown away by it and you're yes. just like, this is an amazing form. And I think it and it comes and goes. And I think it is really powerful within schools because because actually all you're asking for is for people to tell a story so i always say that you can tell a story about anything so i don't ask them like tell me about the time that this bad thing happened yeah. to you i always keep it really open so i'll ask them things like tell me about your favorite song mm. or like tell me about your favorite meal or like you know um talk to me about a journey you've been on and that and those open-ended questions then people can like decide oh it's a journey like i remember we did a journey in prison once it was like tell us about journey and some person talks about going to Portugal to see Celtic, and another person talks about the journey to prison. Another person talks is it, about was it
0: was a women's prison or male? No, male male. prison, yeah. Then. yeah. So, how was that? Uh,
1: good, yeah. It's a, it's an it's an interesting place to work, it's quite heavy in terms of like the context, obviously. Um, but you always just work with the person that's in front of you, right? And I've had definitely more difficult people outside prison as well <laughs> as inside prison. Well, I suppose so.
0: if, they, if they, that person's um, uh, they, they've it's something a bit, something to look forward to, I suppose, in their day. So if they've actually yeah. made the effort to come to the the lesson, then they're doing that by choice. So mm. they probably are. Interested. And it's
1: harder some days than easier other days. Yeah. You know, it's. I think when you go into any group, like especially even working, so I've done like asylum seekers as well, and it, it, every context is different. But also, you can never expect the same from the same context. Like going into Pullman is very different from going into Berlini. Or but even getting two different groups in Barlini is really different. So yeah. like you, like you all, like every time you go into a room, you're always really nervous because th- you never. Well, know well, I mean, what I think
0: that gig. just ties in with the, why you're enjoying some gigs and not others because. Yeah. I think poetry is when done right, especially it's very emotive. Yeah. And when you're, some people are when you have sometimes you're, you're right in the middle for it. Sometimes you need that. Yeah. You want a bit of, but sometimes you just can't be bothered listening to. Heartbreak. You're like, come on, yeah. I'm having a rough day as it is. But sometimes yeah. when you're when you're down, it's the same way we listen to depressing music. Sometimes yeah. that can heal your yeah. soul, yeah, or sometimes that totally. you can literally get that off. But
1: up. but it's like I I think sometimes when I'm working with these vulnerable groups and they're writing this poetry that might not be in like quotation marks as good, and then you go to poetry nights, but like somehow because I know the stages that they've got to to get this work, it feels so much more massive. Whereas yeah. you go to these some poetry nights that I'm just like, oh, you just don't have a clue. But also, at the same time, like, I don't have a clue what they've had to go through to get there either. So, yeah. but obviously, sometimes I go and I love it. I I just feel like I'm really glad Daddy Drag, is just, it feels like I just have a little, a, an opportunity for a wee break from so, it, actually.
0: So you're still, obviously that poem you just did there, yep. um, are you still, are you still writing poems with the intention of maybe bringing a book or a show out eventually? Yeah. Or, or, so, or are you just sort of, but are you just kind of doing it as a sort of a thing in the background, just sort of dabbling yeah. in it?
1: Well, to be honest with you, I have had like I haven't had enough time Yet. to write this year. When
0: like, did that where did that poem come from?
1: So fuck, where did it come from? I wrote it like I think last year. So there was about three months where I didn't have like hardly any work. I was pretty grim actually. Um, and then it hit like September and I've I've just been like totally full on since then. Um, but I think when when you don't, you have those little periods of quiet. That's when the writing happens, actually.
0: And then what about you? you was talking about commission commissioning poems? Uh,
1: commissioning me, yeah, yeah, you know, people?
0: Did you say that you've you've been getting commissioned to do poems? I think uh, right.
1: like not really this year, but I have in the past.
0: Yeah, yeah uh, I've I just just wanted to just yeah. going to wrap up soon, but yeah. I missed point because obviously I've I was trying to monetize what you do as an artist is always yeah. is a tricky one without. Selling out and doing something. I mean,
1: if the sellout gigs come, yeah, would yeah, you take them? Because I've not had any of the fucking well, sellouts.
0: it's easy for me to say because nobody offers me sellout <laughs> Don't gigs.
1: do fucking people like patch you know, me like?
0: Yeah, I've not, I've not, uh, I've not sold. It. I mean, I think that I've just. It's very easy for me to say I would never sell out. But <laughs>
1: well, same with no, me. I'm not. I'm
0: not, a, a tra- I'm not attractive to the capitalist world, really.
1: <laughs> Apart from like, you quite like to be able to like start your own. Whatever. Well, what,
0: I, what yeah. I've done is I've just started a website called com, and oh, that's because I kept on getting asked by people to write a poem oh, for yeah. someone's birthday. Oh, and that's anniversary. Nice. Yeah. So I started doing it as a wee thing, but I didn't feel good about it at the start. But then when I've seen the reactions to people, everyone oh, who gets their poem, they, they love, love it. it. Oh, the, that's and the, so and good. the people that have got it, like, oh, it's the best present I've ever given. Oh. So I'm actually really, I've got, I've got over the fact that I don't feel like a horrible person charging yeah. for words. Because I'd love to go in a, free wo- at a world where I can just give out. Just write poems all day for people.
1: You'd fucking have to charge me a fortune to fucking write a poem I hate writing poems. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: No, I'm just joking. No, um, I enjoy it, so but I don't like I said, yeah and I think what I might do as well is open up to if it, other poets to maybe help them if oh, they try to make a bit of money yeah, say, yeah. and just obviously make it the Amazon of poetry. Yeah. But, totally. But not uh, not not really, but just
1: so what are you asking about money, like yeah, but so commission.
0: People, so what, if you get commissioned, to yeah,
1: I've only been commissioned a few times, like yeah. to do stuff. But it's always been quite an interesting experience to write to a brief yeah. and like getting edits and development stuff is quite fun as well. And do
0: you have to censor yourself though? Do you have to censor yourself when you're working for certain companies or? Do you oh, like but you're... I've
1: never had. I've never been in a position like that. No. Really, it's never been like major enough to feel like. I
0: would you do the bank advert? Much.
1: Who did, would you do the bank advert? Would I do the bank advert? It was well, not a bank, right? It's what? a nationwide. Oh, it
0: oh, it was a building site.
1: Oh, I auditioned to do this fucking Gumtree advert. It's out at the moment actually. And I spent two hours sending them the fucking test tape. And I obviously didn't get it because, yeah, like whatever. But like you do, you get really excited about stuff. Like I've been, attra- I've been like approached by like, like makeup brands and makeup brands and stuff like that. And, and you do get excited about it. And then nothing like it.
0: Do you happen. fill out forms? Do you apply for things, whether that's no. funding, festivals? It's, a, it's, a, yeah. it's something that... Do you I, I, tell, a I tell people to fill out other... I tell other people, you Do should you fill out things and apply one. Apply yourself, but yeah. I never actually well, apply that's myself. That's because you're
1: literally. too busy doing other stuff. Like, I don't yeah. feel like I... like I, At the moment, Like I... I mean, I've applied to like stuff, like retreats and stuff like that, and got KB'd, but generally, I'm pretty busy at the moment. I... But I have applied to Creative Scotland but that was through my produ- my theatre producer.
0: You need to plan it like... Months y- You know, then. that's the thing. It's really-
1: but that's why I've got the producer because she's just fucking great and oh, she doesn't get paid unless she gets funding. So she, <laughs> she does <laughs> so it. She's,
0: she's motivated. Yeah,
1: exactly. And that's her skill set, you know, right. so...
0: I-, I, could, I could talk to you all day, Lila, okay. that's, that's your that's, that's curfew. my curfew per- well go. thank
1: you so much it was good to no, see you
0: thank you for and, doing uh, it and
1: I hope it don't come across as wine
0: no no not at all
1: yeah uh, good luck with you're it you're
0: fine and daddy's drag
1: daddy drag daddy, daddy Nazi, drag 27th of March to 30th of March
0: and th- if this just came out after that then you'll probably by then it'll either be in the bin or, be so good, or it'll be in the fringe <laughs> the bin or the, or the fringe. fringe the bin of the fringe <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs>
1: thank,
0: <laughs> thank you very much take care bye that radio. No, you call that radio. You can actually call that radio on a phone number. It's a real thing. You just phone, you call that radio on oh, 07340. 500 call that radio 508 500 You call that radio On 07 340 Give us your thoughts, your opinions, your questions doesn't matter if you're mad weight at four in the morning. We're always here 24 hours a day. Maybe a voicemail, but we'll check it the next day. The kettle is always on. I mean that metaphorically because I may have thought it like would be very environmentally conscious to give you a kettle it's missing if you didn't know anyone arriving. Just call that number. You call that radio. 7 500 Hello, you call that radio. How can I help you? Yes.